Other speaks. You should brush your teeth every day. Don't eat junk food. Help out around the house and don't go see that movie Weird Science. It's an appalling film. It's all about these two horrible boys who invent this lovely, beautiful woman and make her do all sorts of terrible things. No wonder they call it weird. It is. Universal Pictures presents Weird Science, written and directed by John Hughes. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Starts Friday at select theaters. It's not polite to interrupt. From my heart and from my head, why don't people understand my intentions? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back. I'm very excited for this movie. You've been waiting for this movie for a while. I've been waiting for this movie mm-hmm. for a while. I've been waiting for this movie a while. Yes, indeed. Oh, my Return goodness. of John Hughes. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, everybody out there listening, let's just jump right back in. My name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are the movies, movies that, that made us gay. gay. Yes. So yes. What do we got? We return to John Hughes. Yes. We had a dear friend of ours back on the show... We've had you on for both Batman movies, Batman Forever and Batman Robin. Batman Robin, mind you, episode 50. We're almost at 150. So we got you back 100, almost (laughs) 100 episodes later. Dylan Hay Chapman, very good friend of ours. It's great to see you. It's been a while. It's so glad. uh, I am so glad to be back. It's so good to be back. It is glad to be back. It is glad to be back. It is glad to have you back. Thank you. (laughs) So I've been I purposely wanted to have a straight man on the podcast specifically for this movie. Yeah. Just because I feel like this bananas movie, I feel like gay men and straight men both equally love it. (laughs) It's like we can both relate to it for different reasons. We take different things and maybe the same things away from this movie. So, yeah, I wanted to have a straight on for this episode specifically. And where would you find one of those? And what? <laughs> and aware, what aware. a straight! <laughs> but all the way, uh, all the way in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh man, I still can't. I still can't get used to you being an East Coaster in Connecticut. That makes all of us. Yeah. That seems so waspy, <laughs> and I don't really think of you as waspy. Are you like hanging out with like with Tony and Angeler and, yeah, and Mona? <laughs> well, I guess like Liam ne- Liam Neeson lives nearby. Ah, and, uh, okay. Um, there's uh, Sam Waterston is nearby. That tracks. My my own, my only context for Connecticut as a kid growing up was Who's the Boss because that's where that's hey, where Angela's house was. So that's all I got. Angela, Angela, Samantha, Samantha, <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> Who's the boss? Stick around. <laughs> Those are the oh, the, man. oh man, yeah, the stick around. Oh, and then Stars Hollow. Stars oh, Hollow. Oh, sh- okay, all right. I no think that Don girls. Draper lives in Connecticut because I think that he uh, commutes to right. Manhattan. Yep. Yeah, what yep. a train you're ride! Totally right. Wow. All right, all right. So some housekeeping. Oh, yeah, <laughs> some housekeeping for the episode we watched. You probably gather it. Weird Science, directed by John Hughes, released October second, nineteen eighty five. Mm-hmm. So this kind of completes. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say trilogy of teen movies because uh, Pretty in Pink, the year after, which a movie which we have covered, the other John Hughes movie sure. that we've done was in eighty six. So I can't even say like trio of iconic teen movies because there's a fourth. But I feel like Weird Science is always the one wherever people are talking about John Hughes' 80s filmography. 
I mean, he directed this movie. He didn't direct all of his movies. And I feel like everyone is always like, and then there's weird science (laughs) that just sort of lives on its own little crazy island. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, I don't know what to say. I it, it was better than I, I I knew it was going to be good. So it's not like yeah. better than mm-hmm. I remember it. I'm just glad yeah. that it held up. It had sure. some uh you know, some interesting things that dated a little bit, but yeah, yeah. what did you, what did you guys think about it? I think that it is absolutely wild that this movie and Breakfast Club were both produced and released in the same yeah. cal- calendar year. Oh, that's right. right. How yeah. in the hell is that possible? Um, I feel like Anthony Michael Hall looks older in this movie than he does in Breakfast Club. I don't know chrono- chronologically which so is first. I mean, Breakfast Club, I think, was a March of 85 movie. Okay. And I think that Anthony Michael Hall says on the Blu-ray that we had that John Hughes was writing the script for Universal as they were making Breakfast Club. Okay, got And it. pretty much said, I have your other movie, Anthony, that you're going to be in. And he's like, uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall straight up looked like an adult to me in this movie yeah. when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah, exactly. well, as a kid, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess when he gets his new wardrobe and and his body wave, he looks <laughs> a lot more mature. But, um, but yeah. <laughs> but now watching it, they both look like children. Children. Yeah, yeah especially um, <laughs> Wyatt. Especially Wyatt. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've... he was only barely fifteen. That's at the time. I don't know. In, that's insane. I feel like yeah. this fifteen-year-old child having a makeout scene with mm-hmm. Kelly LeBrock in this movie. I know. <laughs> I was thinking, Pen Fifteen. How did you get you right? Know, they got around it with doubles and stuff body like double. That. Yeah, Weird yeah. Science. Nope. No. We're making no. out. <laughs> so, so this actor grab this boy's ass. Yeah, kiss yeah. this woman, and she's going to touch your bottom. So this actor was in a Cameron Crowe written movie that I was not familiar with in '84 called The Wildlife. Okay, Dylan, have you ever seen The Wildlife? I have, and I oh. love that movie. A okay. pro wrestler parties with Chris his buddies Penn. at a swing singles apartment complex. And I know how you guys can watch it too, if you like. Uh, yeah, I mm-hmm. have a I have a DVD of it. We might oh, have to hit awesome. you up on that. Okay, yes. so we're we're talking about uh, the actor who plays Wyatt, Elon Mitchell Smith. Um, doesn't have the biggest IMDb. I think he later uh, became catalog. a I think he later became a college professor or yes, something. He did. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. The Wildlife, nineteen eighty four. So he would have been like even. I mean, even you would have been like fourteen in this movie. Crazy. Yeah, he's really young in that one. Yeah, and this is kind of. I mean. The John Hughes kind of universe is known for, like, you know, actors going between movies and, you know, Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall. And this one kind of has the least amount of, like, the the big players yeah, it's pretty that much appear just in other movies. Anthony Michael Hall and also um, the guy from the club who was the daughter's fiancé. Oh, the, the oily bohunk. The oily bohunk the from, oily boy hunk from, from 16, 16 Candles. candles. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's also... Uh, the maintenance man in the breakfast club. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are kind of our only John Hughes through lines in this movie. It's, I mean, we'll, we'll talk well, a little bit Shermer more high school. Shermer high, yeah, that's true. The shot at the and end. And all of that, uh, the, um, Illinois universe mm-hmm. sort of thing that he keeps going. Sort of like the Stephen King of yeah. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> totally. 
<laughs> we'll talk a little bit about John Hughes and his kind of like uh, favoritism with Anthony Michael Hall and, and Molly Ringwald and how he kind of fell out with both of them for some choices that they made. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that, so I'm excited yeah. to hear this. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting. But, I mean, we'll we'll start off with, with the fun stuff with, with this movie. Um, right off the bat, we always talk about our, our early memories of the movie that we're discussing. So do you have, like, an earliest memory of seeing Weird Science? Do you remember seeing it in the theater, maybe? I saw it in the theater. Awesome. I did. Great. Yeah, Love it. My... Love it. I saw so I saw um, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandparents took me. It was the last movie that they took me to, and then I saw Weird Science with my mom's boyfriend, and uh, I was able to convince my mom to let him take me. But uh, I was, I guess, I was almost eleven. Yeah. But I was very into the trailer with uh, the non-built Paxton voice saying, "Hi, dudes." It's like the audio. It's the audio from the puppeteer in the trailer. Ah, it's not okay. Bill yeah. All right. Go watch the trailer. That's it's just interesting. Oh, dudes. It's not yeah. Bill <laughs> anyway, we thought it would be something uh, a little bit more kid friendly, but um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. But my mom loved the movie when it eventually came out on video, and yeah. she called it Fairy Godmother Story. And she sure. was super into it. She still loves that movie. So I never really thought that of it my as memory a, of it. I never oh, really I thought of it as a fairy godmother movie, but it totally is. Well, in it the totally I, yeah, in the IMDb trivia, Kelly LeBrock says Kelly LeBrock refers to Lisa as Mary Poppins with tits. Yeah. And it's like she is like a Mary Poppins character, yeah. and I never thought of that either. Exactly. Then, yeah. yeah. I always kind of are Disney princesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They Absolutely. Get, they go in the coach. It converts to, <laughs> from the Barbie uh, pink Cadillac to yeah. Porsche to uh, yeah. It's a full like Pepper. Cinderella story. Yeah, I kind yeah. of was going for like genie, but I I like I like Fairy Godmother a little more. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a little more genie in the um, totally. like USA Network <laughs> series <laughs> spinoff that was like ten years later. It was oh, fully. Yeah. It was fully oh, yeah. the nineties. It came out like seasons. the early nineties. Yeah, it ran five seasons. That yeah. I mean, Holy that's shit. that's pretty on brand for nineties USA programming, oh, though. Man. It ran five seasons with wow. um, what's her name from Kingpin? Um, yeah, Vanessa Angel. Yeah, Vanessa Angel. Yeah, and and wow. Lee Turgeson from Oz as Chet. Um, I remember watching it and and uh, kind of being you know as cute it was charming. It was a USA Network TV spin ahead of its time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Um, I I do have memories of seeing movies in the theater from 1985. I remember seeing Goonies and Back to the Future in the theater. Yeah, I oh, yeah. don't have a don't have a specific memory of seeing this in the theater, but I do remember recording this off of the television, off of KTLA Channel Five here in Los Angeles, and the television version has the deleted scenes yeah. edited in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To make it longer, I guess, to pad it out for a two-hour block. I was block. talking to Nicole about that, why the differences were there. It has to be padding it out. They show yeah. up on the scooters with their energy domes on. Yep, yep. And, and uh, Gary and Wyatt have a little extra uh, scenes in the kitchen. As he takes, out, he takes out all the pizzas and he puts them in the microwaves with the wrappers on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and they mm-hmm. talk they talk a little bit more about like watching Frankenstein and horror movies and and all of that. Just another side note: um, the song is different on the Escalator. Yeah, what the fuck? So it's a Van Halen, which I was it's, like, "What is this doing here?" It's the Van Halen Pretty Woman. Ever. Yeah. What, yeah. what was it? What was it before? Was it just Weird Science? It's just Weird Science. Yeah. Yeah. And, but um, it, and another piece of trivia: the reason why you haven't seen The Wildlife. It's because Eddie Van Halen has rat fucked it. He did the soundtrack <laughs> and won't oh, give him um, won't give the to redistribute on home okay. on home video without reneging the contract. And okay. now that he's gone, it's, they still won't do it. Sure. So that's huh. why you haven't seen it. It used to be on TV all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then whatever expired, um, Eddie Van Halen has blocked that movie completely. Okay. And I guess uh, he just didn't care for it. I don't know. Like, I guess yeah. he's holding out for money. I don't know, but the movie won't get home video release because Wait, did it, it got did laser it, disc. Didn't Eddie Van Halen die? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know why he's blocking it. Like, your soundtrack is not what makes that movie compelling. Get me Wolfgang Stoltz. on the phone. Yeah. Get Wolfie. <laughs> get Wolfie on the on the horn right now. I'm get sure. Me Wolf. I'm sure he owns all the rights to, get me to all Valerie. that. Get, get me, me Val. Give me Val. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Get me Burton Alley. I can butter her up. Val knows some. Yeah. knows some people at Universal that can pull some strings. So, so as a kid, I remember we recorded this on KTLA, and we also on the same tape recorded Sixteen Candles, also from KTLA. And at the time in the '80s, they would loop over the cursing. With like oh, non-curse yeah. words, Flip. yeah, 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 a lot of flipping and all that. And so my sister and I would, would watch this tape all the time, <laughs> nonstop. Would just laugh hysterically at the. We knew they were curse words. They fucking forgot my birthday. Um, but I do specifically remember watching this a lot because I just was obsessed with Kelly LeBrock. Just like, oh my god, this woman just. The accents mm-hmm. is like everything. The costumes, she's so funny. I want to get into all of her looks later. Yeah. She's I have them so written down. Good. She's so good in this. Just mm-hmm. the natural actress, just like for a model, you know, great. For, for an actor. Acting, all of the acting in this is better than it needs to be. Yeah. It's very well cast. Absolutely yep. better yeah. than mm-hmm. it needs to be. Um, so done. Yeah. My sister well, loves... My sister loved Robert Downey Jr. in this. She was just like, oh, my God, like, this guy. Um, and, yeah, I just was fascinated by, like, Gary and Wyatt and their friendship and, like, having, like, sleepovers in high school. Two beds in the room. Two, two, my friend my friend Ray had two beds in his bedroom in high school. It I was, guess it would be weird if they had just, one big bed. It was just easy. No, well, yeah, or one of them <laughs> sleeping on the floor. Um, Theo Huxtable had two beds in his room. That's right. And he didn't share a room. So I guess it was a thing. But also, Wyatt's very wealthy. Yeah. Oh, immensely. <laughs> immensely wealthy. The maid doesn't come until Monday. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. He's got his own bathroom. He's got a master suite. Oh, he has the full master bedroom. He's but there's the probably suite. like five master bedrooms in this house. Yeah, yeah. I didn't grow up in Shermer, Illinois. No. I knew, I knew kids with that kind of like uh domestic wealth about right. them right i didn't know mm-hmm. a lot of them and but i and, and uh my uncle's parents uh my uncle's father was a OBGYN, mm. so we used to go to their pool to swim and i saw that kind of like yeah oh, yeah this does exist yeah um, yeah this is weird 
And also why it just like I guess the computer system that he had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. We'll yeah. we'll get into the computer it scene. Bir- it was a birthday present. But before that, uh my early memories of this movie. So I feel like this is one of those movies that when I would go visit my dad on like a Friday night, yeah. that this would oh, I mean, I feel like this is kind of staple Friday night programming on like TBS or De- TNT. Definitely, yeah. That I yeah. think that I only watched this movie edited for cable because I don't even think I even rented this movie a lot, yeah. but I feel like it was just always on. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely grew up watching this on cable, very fascinated with Lisa, Mm -hmm. definitely thought um, both. I was also really into both of the girlfriends because there's the blonde and the brunette. Deb and Hilly, yeah. Deb and Hilly, yep. But, yeah, like loving it as a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Like we were saying, it's it, it has some things that I don't. It it hasn't aged badly at all. Um, very but, a movie of its time. Yeah, very much a movie <laughs> of its time. But I think I think it's kind of okay for kids to watch. Like I feel like you could only <laughs> really cut out like a handful of scenes, and it would still work today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. but it's charming. The two yeah. leads are charming. Yeah. Very watchable. They're you know you're just you're on their side the whole time. Gary kind of Anthony Michael Hall sometimes is a little you know he's a little arrogant. He's a little kind of racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little bit. He's just uh, but I want but I wanted to get to that I I don't ever uh, I'm not the kind of person that likes to wade into those kinds of things. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a listener. Yeah. But um the there's a payoff on that when and sorry to sidetrack. There's a okay. payoff when Ian and um uh what's the other boy for the uh Yeah, uh Michael's uh, character. Yeah, Joey J J I think when when the boyfriends yeah, are trying to order Max. from the bar, Max, sure, and, yeah, and there's yeah, a bartender yeah. at the yeah. at the house party, yeah, yeah, and they try the same bullshit, yeah, and uh, they get they get the the Heisman, the hand comes, yeah, out. <laughs> and so like the, um, and earlier he calls the him soul bar, brother, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and earlier the candy bar. There was re- like they sort of worked up to that permissive, mm-hmm. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But but when it's on display, it's kind of like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Well, especially probably when they shot that scene at the bar. I think they just told Anthony to improv, and that all just came on the spot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be. It had to be. There's, so, there's just so much. I wonder what the, like what they shot versus what they ended up in the what they kept yeah yeah because like there's so many good moments just like when Wyatt's trying to smoke and like he's just too fucking exhausted to even take that's my favorite <laughs> shot in the whole movie is when he's just can't even <laughs> handle it when they're listening to the blues <laughs> the candy bar is wild because it's like it's 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 di- it's diverse it's like it's a black bar but there's more than just like black people in there there's like yeah a lot of different like races in there but it just seems like a tough heavy kind of like cool certain level of like these two white boys are kind of definitely you know in over their head but yeah it's it's a it's an interesting kind of setup yeah yeah you know um but you know we've got that we've got the oily bohunk and i think what he's what he calls gary he calls him a malacca yeah that's what a Greek. That? That's a Greek term. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a Greek term, and that well, actor's he's also Dino. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Then that actor's Greek, so it's like I think they were like letting, and it's like Chicago. There's like a big Greek like 
right. you know, yeah. population. So I think they kind of were trying to bring in like working class, not yeah, like, all of these side. all of these yeah, elements yeah, of yeah, Chicago exactly. that aren't exclusively Shermer, upper upper <laughs> white middle class. Yeah, <laughs> where, where the signs don't catch fire. That's this is this is where a good. The, where the dogs don't end up on your ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. So uh, we do love some of the like classic John Hughes isms in this movie, like a gym class in high school having Olympic level like yeah. gymnastics <laughs> going. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Speaking of like Shermer, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's a wealthy district. They've mm-hmm. got waivers. They've got insurance. Yes. They've got uh, personal coaches, trainers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, trainers. Interesting for a high school movie. Two scenes take place in the high school. Yeah, just yeah, the, that's right. and both mm-hmm. both of them in the gym. Very that's interesting. All, that's all we get. Like Lisa gym. never comes to school. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, there's clearly like the end gag, but yeah, she's yeah. not like walking around the halls of the classroom. Yeah. So, okay, uh, how familiar are you with, like, the title, Weird Comic, Weird Science, mm-hmm. and the EC Comics, and all of that situation? I'm aware that yeah. it sort of takes its name from an old anthology style, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, Back to the Future, the uh, Strange Stories, or whatever. Yeah, okay. Like that sort of same, t- I, I guess, 1985 was perfect. 50s nostalgia. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, EC um, Comics, I think. Yeah, yeah, EC. Yeah. And Joel, uh, the producer Joel Silver, because this is when Joel Silver was working for Universal. And I think that John Hughes would have had to have like a three or four film deal with Universal at the time. And he acquired the rights to Weird Science. And I think he just sort of gave the title to John Hughes. And this is what he came up with. But yeah, it was very mm-hmm. kind of like like you said that fifties nostalgia for those directors at the time because we had weird science, we had things like um, amazing stories, yeah. you know, tales from all the of crypt. our high seed commercials were doo wop. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, everybody was wearing penny loafers and pegging their pants. <laughs> yeah, it was full on. I remember the eighties was just what could we do? Like Ducky's hair. Yeah, yeah. There was just so much being pulled from that big yeah. zoot suity uh, coats and yeah, totally. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna get back to Ducky uh, a little bit later on, but um, so we were looking at some of the posters on IMDb and the international <laughs> the international posters are amazing because she it is la mujer explosiva. I, I mean, definitely want to go. I definitely want to go see that one. Yeah. No, La Dona Explosiva, you know, Lisa Der Hell Wachensinnen. So it's like, I'm just thinking weird science doesn't it mean did, jack shit. And it didn't like, translate to other languages. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, would that, how would that translate? Yeah. Maybe so th- the song wouldn't make sense. Wait, the song is there. The so song's maybe- there, yeah. I don't know. Title, I'm but... assuming that Oingo Boingo composed and wrote the song for the, for the movie, I think, I right? No, I think it's on Dead Man's Party. Like It is on Dead yeah. Man's Party. But that Dead Man's Party came out I think Dead Man's Party got a release after. Okay. So like maybe the song was stuck 
on it. I don't. Uh, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, mm-hmm. true. Because um, it's the last song on Weird Science is the last song on the on the record. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Oingo Boingo having that interesting film moment at the time too. Because they like made an appearance in Back to School. Back to School. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I'm still still one of my top ten bands. So. This yeah, movie, I, I can't tell you guys how many of the boxes this movie checks off for me <laughs> in terms of like, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys about it. It it, it formed my whole teenage life. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It's the last the the track is the last track on uh, Dead Man's Party, and it's really as if they they just stuck it on at the very end. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's also an extended dance mix on the on the remix CD, but yeah, I mean this like we were saying, this movie is just like it's fascinating to kids. It's got so all those elements that tick all those boxes when you're watching it. You know, it just has that aspirational thing of just like they become cool, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they just become cool, like oh, like they walk through the door and that that crested sports co- <laughs> Crayola. Like red, red sports coat. Why does Chet have a red? Yeah. Is it his fraternity coat? Is yeah, he in a glee club. Yeah. I was trying to read the crest. You can't read it. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Is that the so. is that the jacket he wears when he gets paddled? Like, I don't. I, I don't know. And and why it. Uh, 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 Gary picks that. Yeah, that's the one that he chooses. Yeah. I mean that's oh, the only that's the only thing that fits him. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it does feel like a very '80s idea of a woman teaching these two young boys to live their lives, like quite literally stepping out of a computer. We have to talk about we have to talk about that. Okay, scene. so before we get too deep in it, I always try to ask Scott, give me a two sentence synopsis, real quick. What is this movie about? For for the listeners who are under. 35. Two teenage no boys program a woman in their computer who sure. appears in real life, mm-hmm. has all of these wonderful <laughs> outfit changes, and I think it just teaches them how to kind of, would you say, like, be free, live their lives. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Good. Love it. Perfect synopsis. She kind of teaches them valuable life lessons of becoming a young man. Well, okay, so we get Gary and Wyatt, and they're these two boys that set up at the beginning. They're super unpopular. They get pantsed in gym class in front of all the girls. In front of gymnastics class. Get pantsed by 80s Robert Downey Jr. And And um, Robbie Rustler from... Robbie Rustler from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Yeah. Back on our show. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're, they're hanging out, they're having a sleepover, they're talking about how they have no friends, you know, and they get, they're watching, are they, is it Frankenstein or is it Bride of Frankenstein? I think it's Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. I like that it's a colorized version. Also very 80s. Colorized Bride of Frankenstein. (laughs) Thanks, Ted Turner. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, also, yeah, um, in the, in the deleted extended scene when they're downstairs in the kitchen... And they're like making the popcorn that is later on. Uh, it was hard to tell on um, the widescreen Blu-ray that we have, but I remember watching it on television on our VHS, and it must have been 
Was it a pan and scan? Cropped differently. Oh. It had to have been a pan and scan because you could see the bowl. Gary's laying in bed, and he's got a bowl of popcorn like on his <clears throat> chest, and he's like thumbing through it, and it's all burnt. It's like completely <laughs> black. I didn't and he's that. picking through it, and he like picks one piece up, That's and he why. puts it in his mouth, he picks up another piece and throws it down, and it's all that. But you can't see it in the – it's like the Pee-wee's Big Adventure – um, when we used to watch it on television, you could see the bike chain coming from the bottom of the bike oh, yeah. mm-hmm. as he's pulling it out of the thing. And I always thought that was a gag that Tim Burton left it on purpose until we got the DVD. And in the commentary, he's like, they just cropped it wrong for television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that right. was not a, that was not meant to be a joke. It was completely cropped wrong. Yeah, for, like it was purposely joke. The, the edit yeah. uh, tapes. From the raw, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the scene earlier in the kitchen when they're making the burnt popcorn and he shoves a stack of frozen pizzas in their plastic wrappers in Mm -hmm. the microwave and shuts it and turns on the microwave. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. But in that scene, they talk about the bride. He's like, why why doesn't uh, they should make Frankenstein a girl so he could have a girlfriend? Mm -hmm. And why it's like, oh, they do make him. They do make a girl. It's in it's in Bride of Frankenstein. So I'm like, well, which one are they watching? Because it looks like the the footage that they show later on in the bedroom. I think it is Bride of Frankenstein. I like that shot of them watching the movie because it looks like Wyatt's fully sitting on his lap. Oh well, this is also in the deleted <laughs> scene. on the deleted scene. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're downstairs and they're on the couch, and Gary's laying on the couch, and Wyatt's sitting on the floor. And the way it looks in the shot, it looks like Wyatt sitting in his lap. We'll post that on Instagram. <laughs> Shag and Scoob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, frightened. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, the the televised version is such a departure. I wish I could remember all the differences. I should have looked yeah. it up before. Yeah, we started. We oh, have a okay. we have the new Arrow. Uh, yeah, the Arrow video. Video, and they have the they have both cuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, so we have to talk about this '80s interpretation of using a computer to <laughs> air quote program something to lawnmower man it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Into existence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this system that Wyatt has has a modem, but mm-hmm. it has that 80s kind of modem where you put the handset of the phone. I've done that too, guys. On it. Yeah. I've I don't, done that too. I do not remember that. That was a little <laughs> bit before, <laughs> before my t- Or maybe my high school just didn't have – wasn't that sophisticated. <laughs> I had a friend who had uh, – who would play chess. Okay. Literally, like the the joke is even funnier for me. We could play chess. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's what my friend Nathan did. He put wow. his phone on the thing and he played chess. And so that's so, how you would get a signal to go online is with the dial tone huh. and the, through yeah, the phone. It, somebody figured out yes. you could just put it straight into the cord and not yeah. have all the noise. But yeah, I, I think War Games shows um, Matthew Broderick using the same okay. uh, audio modem. Sure. Wow. 80s movies and just the relationship with technology changing. So interesting. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you can just Dragon scan Dragon. you can just scan a picture of Albert Einstein and, and a playmate. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. you know, machine learning. We have it now. I mean, it's basically a captcha. Um, yeah. <laughs> show me the parts that aren't boobies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, okay, maybe the computer is recognizing that it's Albert Einstein and then mm-hmm. finding yeah. files of who he is and saying, okay, he's smart, so make her smart. Yeah. But like where is it? Just type in. Yeah. <laughs> also that. It's but where is it getting this? Inf- where is it getting the information from? Mm-hmm. It's learning. It's happening. It's it's right there. Real right. time. They, they, it's they, learning it. They've hacked into the mainframe. That's the thing is this guy in this IT room. The main like who is this guy? <laughs> I'm assuming it's power. Like it's the city's He's power source. Part uniformed security guard. Yeah. Part tech advisor there's all kinds of real-to-real data going on but he's also the power guy yeah i don't know what his what his job is yeah yeah um so the idea of okay we're going to make what gary says let's make a girl when wyatt says in his brain he's like okay i'm gonna make a computer simulation of like a personality of a woman that we can kind of talk to. Like he says, well, we can play chess with it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's this early eighties idea of just like, I have a, a wire frame of like a three dimensional, like body mm-hmm. vector graphic. Where's all that coming from? Um, he must've modeled it at some other time. Like, uh, I don't know. They had, yeah. Their- what do you He's call got it? That Barbie doll body. Software? Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So that exists. Sure. Same with AI sure. chatbots. That exists. Yeah, yeah, what, that exi- yeah, I just couldn't right. think. I couldn't stop thinking about how much of this actually exists now. Now, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, the obviously somebody has spent time making a model that is customizable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes I'll take for granted just how fantastical and over-the-top this movie is. And then when I sit down and revisit it, and you get to a scene like this, and you're like, holy shit. Like, this movie fully knows what it is, yeah. and it's really going there. Yeah. Like, it is it is fully aware just that it is ridiculous, and it's really leaning into it. Yeah. Um, something that I kind of – what really telegraphed well to me – as a kid in the eighties was he's like, was the images that they put in multiple pictures of Kelly LeBrock mm-hmm. lips, but then they put in, you know, uh, Mozart, uh, Einstein and David Lee Roth. Dave. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that mm-hmm. was just like, okay, this is giving me Ring Kelly. Master. Yeah. Kelly yeah. later on, or Lisa later on pulling out the gun on Gary's parents, like just her like outrageous, part of her attitude that all came from diamond dave right <laughs> well, see, and, and, and that's another thing that made me feel uh, i was trying to think how much of it is they're creating a sex robot yeah versus no they have created somebody that has all of the power yeah mm-hmm. and um and she yes she's going to grant their wishes but they never even when they mess up they don't get a chance to Abuse, they don't abuse her. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they do something stupid and they um, and they let her down. But uh, I was surprised at how not creepy. Yeah, it was. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm very sure that like would disagree with me, but and um, also I mean I would argue very female positive because I like that the two girlfriends they're not really jealous of her they're more kind of fascinated with her of like how did totally. like how is she hanging out with these two boys. Yeah. 
like there's nothing ever like snarky about how they view Lisa. And also Lisa They're scared of her. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're intimidated and scared yeah. by her as like we all would be. Yeah. They're smart, they're aware of how stupid their boyfriends are. Yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That at this point it's just uh, a zero sum. Yeah. Um, they don't even care anymore. Yeah, yeah. They're mature girls, obviously, better than I almost I almost want to I'm I know that it's pretty cliche, but I almost want to see a deleted scene where Kelly gives them a makeover. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but what would she make them over to? They're yeah, already they're, like, all, they're already pretty yeah. fierce girls from the 80s. More medals on their jackets. Oh <laughs> my goodness. They, At the mall, was, like Mac, Michael Jackson level. The the amount of Pins, buttons, pin work, chains. Uh, Wyatt, when they go to the mall and they're like white and gray ensembles and they get the slushy thrown on them, mm-hmm. Wyatt's wearing like a vest over a jacket, over a sweater, yeah. over a button-down shirt. Yeah, I wanted those clothes. I mean, shit. But I would have felt ter- weird dressing at that sort of level of – but I wanted it. I wanted all that. Oh yeah, I, I definitely yeah. It, their their clothes almost gave. They were a little too over the top, almost like uh, when the Griswolds went like clothes shopping in Rome. Yeah, and they come out of. <laughs> it's definitely like eighties eighties like, movies informing fashion of the eighty. Uh, yeah, movies yeah. inform the movies at the time informing fashion in the eighties, and also this is. This costume designer is Marilyn Vance. We were just talking oh, okay. about Marilyn Vance on our Pretty Woman episode, and oh, okay. she worked on all of these early John Hughes movies. All right, all right, but I yeah, guess the... just the, the badges and medals didn't catch on, but everything else, you know, we, we picked it up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The girls weren't wearing more... a lot of plaids. Yeah, which like Did, yeah. there is a there is a girl at the party wearing Marty McFly's gingham shirt. Oh, <laughs> which. I don't know if I told you my fifth grade uh, <laughs> school picture. I'm wearing that shirt from Mervyn's oh, that Marty wears. My God. That was fall '85. I'm wearing that shirt, and wow. I got screenshots of the girl wearing it. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just floating around in the costume departments, or right? Can you imagine what it was actually? Michael J. Fox's shirt. Both Universal movies. Yes. They could That's be. Yes. I was mm-hmm. I was telling Scott, I remember there was a time when you would pass by Wyatt's house on the Universal Backlot Tour. It's no oh. longer part of the tour anymore. And you were saying it's around where the great outdoors house is, where their giant uh, pond is whenever they need to do like yeah. a water scene. Yeah. So that exterior was on the Backlot? On the Backlot. I mean, oh. they... they yeah. Because they had to do all that they shit. They fuck up the, that house, so it would have had to have been a set. Flying the piano yeah. out out the. <laughs> I just the didn't realize that they. Uh, is is there a is it the Maybe, back of the house that's there? I feel like I remember it being the front of the house, but it was years ago. But it could have also been a situation where they just found a house and then they matched, built right. it right. Don't they do that kind of thing, like with the Golden Girls house? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I have memories of being on the tour and them saying. This was the house from Weird Science. I mean, like, holy shit! Um, but it's it's since it's since been gone. We can do a little bit of research on yeah. that to to figure out what's going on. But yeah, um, that that house is ridiculous. This is this is like oh, the yeah. richest kid in all of the. I mean, uh, in all of the uh, the John Hughes movies. Yeah, um, I think even beating Jake Ryan in Sixteen Candles. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Richer than Ferris Bueller. 
his parents. Oh yeah. Ferris had all those resources, enough trophies and things. Like that. <laughs> but Wyatt had the computer. Wyatt had that system. Oh, man, man. I, I forget about Ferris. Does it, Ferris Bueller is eighty six, right? Eighty six. Yeah. I think. Wow. I think. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I think so. Um, just like churning them out. Yeah. So that first scene of Lisa, I love what they do in the bathroom, and they keep this in the bathroom. The in Wyatt's master in his ensuite, there's like, ne- there's like these really cool lights in his shower. There's a light in his shower. Yeah. yeah. There's the pink light yeah. behind Lisa. There's like a green one later on. Like they just, it's just fun. It just looks good. Mm-hmm. It makes it's good no sense. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Production yeah. value. Yeah. But when Lisa comes out in the little blue panties and the cutoff, like, belly shirt, I mean, this look, it's on, like, the posters mm-hmm. with the two of them. The two of them, like, pointing at her, like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it's the, like, the iconic look. Yeah. And this is pre-Steven Seagal, Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. <laughs> so I was reading that um, Kelly LeBrock was pretty low down on the list of actresses or models that were going to be Lisa. Okay. I was reading that uh, model Kelly Emberg, who was the girlfriend of Rod Stewart, was cast as Lisa but left production due to creative differences and LeBrock was hired as the replacement. Um, We were watching the DVD and they said that Robin Wright, I guess, was considered for Lisa – I don't think that would have worked at all. They said she booked <laughs> she booked a soap opera and couldn't do the movie. And also Sharon Stone was very close. Oh wow. To being cast I as Demi, Lisa. I knew Demi Moore was close too. Right, right. Um That would have been yeah, strange. That would have been kind of strange. I feel like Robin Wright would have been so young. Yeah. She would have been closer to the she boys' would, age. She would have worked as one of the girls, yeah, as like yeah. one of the girlfriends. Yeah. But I like the idea. Must have got one crazy summer for uh, her consolation. Oh yeah, I love one crazy summer. But I love the idea of Lisa being older in English boys, and I love that she's English, a little more sophisticated. The British accent. Yep. Um, She had already done the woman in red with Gene Wilder. Already? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, that that. was that was eighty four. Our Prime account really wants us to watch the woman in red. It's always on there. Of you might enjoy suggested yeah suggested movies the woman in red is always there yeah and we watched the trailer for the woman in red and it looks not great yeah i mean it's about gene wilder having an affair like cheating on his wife like it's kind of crazy <laughs> yeah um i rem- i i have seen it but i don't remember anything yeah, about yeah. it yeah, but I mean, so Kelly, so they cho- they chose they went with Kelly LeBrock, a famed model. Um, you may remember her if you are a certain age from I want to say what was the shampoo? She Pantene did? Pro V. Pantene Pro V. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. <laughs> and, and I mean, she was also famously "Don't Hate Me Because I'm Beautiful." Oh yeah, right. That was one of the. That wasn't Pantene. That was I think that was. Makeup or or, uh, or skin Maybelline or something. Yeah, but she, but she was "Don't Hate Me Because I'm Beautiful," and then she was for the longest time for the Pantene Pro V. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen <laughs> in that Kelly LeBrock voice. From the first day, I saw a difference, and every day my hair looked fuller and shinier. The ends didn't split or look frizzy. No, it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen. You'll see. Pantene shampoos and conditioners. 
she seemed like such an adult to me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now she still seems she's hotter to me now than yeah. she was when I was a kid. But um, I don't know what that's a function of. <laughs> but uh, uh, she, wow, she's fantastic, Gary. Gary says to his parents, he refers to her as a 23-year-old woman. Yeah, I think she's probably mm-hmm. 25. Yeah. She did that. Yeah. yeah. But still, even even so, like you were saying, as kids watching this, Anthony Michael Hall to us seemed like an adult. Teenagers as a kid, mm-hmm. when you're a child, teenagers seem like grown-ups. And actual grown-ups are all the same age. Right. Yes. So, I mean, to me, like she could... Yeah, to me, she could have been, you know, 38, but, uh, you know, she's probably, like you said, she's probably about 25 in this movie. Um, and, yeah, and then when you rewatch it, you're just like, oh, man, Anthony Michael Hall is like, a, I mean, tall, but still a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was noticing all of the layers that they put them in just because probably on film, these two teenage boys mm-hmm. just really read as children, so they just had to put layers upon layers yeah. of when they're in the mall. Yeah. Just yeah. so they might look a little older on film. Yeah, yeah. Well, Alon, you, you do get to see that Alon is pretty fit. Yeah. He, was, uh, he studied ballet. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he was, uh, he had studied ballet for years. So okay. he was. That makes more yeah, sense. That makes okay. more sense. Sure. Cause, yeah. Um, cause He's he in is. His dance belt. Uh, <laughs> for God's sakes, would you cover yourself? Uh um, okay. So, <laughs> oh, I love that scene. <laughs> well, before we get there, well, let's, uh, before we get there, uh, the whole, like, there's this, like, through line of them wanting to shower with <laughs> a woman. Mm-hmm. And to me, as a, yeah, and to me as a young kid, I was just like, yeah, showering with, showering with a lady, I guess that sounds like real sexy. Right. <laughs> and then they're like showering with her and she's like taking a shower and they cut down and they're both wearing like their jeans you know or why it's like in like socks very like yeah and they're just staring yeah yeah because you can't possibly participate (laughs) (laughs) with this 23 year old woman um but yeah this is when you know they they go out and they have their their first night out on the town okay so uh outfit number one i have them (laughs) i have them in my notes all right so this is uh, when they go to the candy bar. When they go to the candy bar. This is the 80s prom dress look. This is oh, like yeah, the fuchsia. Pink. Yeah. That really shiny, shiny fuchsia. Like, have like a, like a bow on her ass. Mm-hmm. Like kind but of a thing. Total serve. Like I love this look. Yep. She's a robot. That's true. They make her look like uh, metal. Like yeah. sort of not it's fully like a shiny, yeah. Yeah. human yet. It's a, I feel like they did that on purpose as a little bit of a metaphor, but. No, you're right. Yeah, that does that does see that. that totally mm-hmm. tracks because it's like it's very like body con, so it's like form fitting, and it's got the, the cuffs like, on her heels are metallic. Yeah, jewelry's metallic. Oh man, that's great. I love She's it. She's a droid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we kind of referenced it, but the jersey and panty look like super iconic of when you get the opening shot of her in the bathroom door. The blue I mean, panties. That goes the, without yeah. saying, like yeah. super iconic. So this is like the second. This is the second look. Yeah. This is the second change. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. When Gary and Wyatt walk through the door and they change from their, like, nerdy outfits to their, like, cool guy outfits, I mean, that was when, even for me as a child, I was like, they, these two are kind of making me feel some type of way. And Anthony Michael Hall historically had played, like, these geeky characters. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. all this time, you know? Like, he had never really been, like, suave. <laughs> like, yeah, he never got to be cute. Yeah. He, got, yeah. he was always a dork. Yeah, yeah. And in this movie, like you said, with this body wave, this hair was like, as a kid in the 80s, Gary's hair, when he became cool, that was a fucking cool haircut, man. That yeah, was, <laughs> was like, that was a cool ass haircut. And like, yeah, I just thought, uh, that's kind of, that's why I watched this movie. I was like, oh man. I remember thinking I Wyatt was really cute yeah, when I was young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Wyatt is shirtless and in panties in a lot of this movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yeah, like you said, you know, this is their first night out on the town with Lisa, and they don't immediately decide, like, let's bone her. They go in the shower. They kind of chicken out in the shower. So they're like, okay, well, let's just go out and do something. And then they end up getting – well, Gary at least gets so drunk that he just passes out. And then Wyatt, you know, this is when they have their big, like, makeout scene where they actually make out Mm -hmm. fully on camera. Three times I counted, I think. Yeah. Lingering, lingering uh, <laughs> shots, yeah. Very pan-European style of <laughs> kissing. I know it well uh, from the from the French. Um, it could be a body double where she grabs his his uh, his bum. We don't know, but probably not. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, we do find out that she starts a a, a gymnastics routine and he falls asleep. Yes. And that is a very funny kind yeah. of conversation yep. the next morning. When she reveals like that she that she started a gymnastics routine for him. And she's in Wyatt's pajamas. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's yep. making him breakfast. Because, as we discover, he's he's, he's in, in her. Those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean those and again, it's like Yes, we understand this is a 15-year-old. This is a child. <laughs> so we will not get any <laughs> go any further. <laughs> but we were kids when we first watched this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh is that is that a little risque that they've swapped their pajamas? I mean, come on. He's in her underwear. And like a crop top, too. Yeah. Yep. I think that goes along with the, what was the other it was risky business? Um Yeah. De Mornay was in his shirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Am I? I don't. So it was kind of a trope. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Um, there was that also that commercial where the uh, I missed you. The woman's going through the guy's closet. It was sort of a sort of like showering with them, and yeah, hopefully yeah. they wear your clothes. Yeah, that's how you know that you're like a grown up doing mm-hmm. grown up bedroom things. You are pulling in in the yuppie period. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, are crushing absolutely. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can probably find these briefs in like an international mail catalog. Well, they're at like the time. they're like so, bo- yeah. they're like boy. They're not boy cut. They're like lady yeah. cut. But they with the white waistband and then the blue, they almost do look like like boy briefs. Mm-hmm. But you like your panties. <laughs> it's a joke, Jay. You know, it's all that's not a joke. That is a severe behavioral disorder. Those are women's underpants. I mean, the next thing you know, you'll be wearing a bra on your head. Well, the old man's going to have a stroke on this one for sure. All right, Chet, how much? How much? Oh, this goes way beyond payment, pal. Come on, Chet, please. Well, 
Your VCR should cover it. For openers. Thank you. For Christ's sakes, will you cover yourself? Superhero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best underoos. Absolutely. Yeah. He's yeah. a child. They're underoos. Yeah, he's a kid. They're underoos. Come on. Um the I mean, this exchange with Bill Paxton. This is where we meet and Chet. Wyatt is really funny. Yeah. I mean so Bill, I mean, just like knocks this roll out when, of the park. It's so good. Oh, yeah. When when Bill Paxton grabs a cup of coffee and he's just about to take a sip and he stops and looks at it and looks at Wyatt and goes, Do you spit in this? <laughs> Scott laughed so hard. <laughs> Yeah. He is so good. Like mm-hmm. every single one of his instincts, everything he does is because you only get to hear him like say a couple lines in Terminator. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he's got some little bit parts here and there, mm-hmm. but like he can play a character seriously. When yeah. when he first see, and I don't mean to jump ahead, but mm. when he first sees the missile, he has like nine yeah. reactions in that like five <laughs> seconds, and same with the coffee, like. It's just he's just doing a little bit of acting, schmacting, little tiny, yeah. tiny things, but he makes so much happen. Yeah, I and mean, it. The movie's better for it. I mean, yeah. it figures that he booked Aliens like the year after right. this came out because I'm yeah. sure that the casting like person on Aliens was just like, "Do I have somebody for this role? I, have you seen Weird oh, Science?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed with his uh, flat top in this movie. It's a very interesting looking flat top when you look Be- at it now. Because the sides are long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of. Uh, the sides are long and slicked back, but then it's a flat top on top. Is so that, that how it's sort of concaved? Yeah. <laughs> Is that how flat tops used to be cut? Like back in the day, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think know. It's a little they like probably old man. got all his hair up and then uh, cut it into place. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Just to day. make it stand up. Yeah, seriously, weird. <laughs> flat as possible. Yeah. So um, Lisa takes them to the mall. Yeah, we have to talk about the mall. Um, because... Her next look is the uh, the mall look is the denim jacket denim, with leather yeah. and fringe, and there's like a denim yoke on the skirt. Skirt. Yeah, which I love. I think it's one of my favorite and dresses that she wears. The jacket's almost like a vest situation, mm-hmm. like over, like a denim vest over a leather jacket, but it's like all. Put together. And you don't get a reveal of the skirt until she walks out. Yes, of the mall. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when yeah. the when the Chevy turns into a Porsche, and you can see that Wyatt doesn't fit in it anymore. Yeah, no. Which the, the details are so good. Like he's stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Inside the seat. <laughs> it's a two seater. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the like the dweebs in this movie that come up on the scooters. And they're sitting, or and they're kind of like lined up in the mall, and you know, um, Ian and Max kind of like slap them as they're like running out. They kind of, at the time I thought they were the same like dweebs from Sixteen Candles, but there's yeah. no John Cusack. Yeah, just the one guy. Mm-hmm. The one yeah, guy. So there is one of the guys. Yeah, he's in it, right? Yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I knew there was somebody in there, um, <clears throat> but I kind of got that they were. In the deleted scene, when they do come up on the scooters, they say we're Wyatt's friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, did they? Did Wyatt and Garrett were they intended to have like friends, like just but just be friends with like these geeky kids? Maybe it was stuff that they filmed and they just cut just to tighten up the movie a little bit. Yeah. I always thought that it was Wyatt's 
severely nerd friends. Yeah. yeah. And like uh, Gary is sort of his other friend that doesn't fit in with them. He's yeah. more tr- trying to get Wyatt to do stuff. Yeah. Sort of the, the bad influence, you know? Yeah. Like those guys don't want to be popular. They're kind of happy mm-hmm. being friends with each other and doing their shit. But Gary's right. just like, no, fuck this. I'm not hanging out with those weenies. Like we got to like, we got to get in with yeah. these babes. These dames. As he calls <laughs> it, those two, those two dames. <laughs> He's the one that he talks about girls with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other ones he talked about computers with. Com- yeah. Even like though Jessica. there is a girl in the group. There is a girl, yeah. And she's cute. So, yeah, she's totally she's, cute. She's totally cute. That's, she's got, like, good hair. bothered me. Yeah. She looks, po- like, she looks like she could be popular, but she's hanging out with the with the dweebs the whole time. But, yeah, this, I mean, this is when you see that, like, Ian and Max are really, like, tormenting these guys. Like, yeah. they pants mm-hmm. them at school. They fully drop an entire... Slurpee. They, they <laughs> dropped like an icy on them in the yeah. mall. Yep. It would have been an icy because it's the mall. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I love when Deb and Hilly are just like, should we break up with them? They're like, well, no. <laughs> if we do, then what are we going to do? Like, we got nothing. Really tired of their shit or whatever. Yeah. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. also in the 80s, like, you couldn't cast Robert Downey Jr. as either Gary or Wyatt just because Robert Downey Jr. just has a face... Like a like a high Cheryl. school like <laughs> tormentor almost that oh, yeah, totally. you like you wouldn't buy him as one of the leads of this movie yeah. like he's too cool yeah you wouldn't buy him as relatable and no, yeah your your sort of vehicle for your audience member no way not not until he was fifty <laughs> yeah seriously I mean um, we mentioned at the top of the show but uh, Robert Rushler has a big gay following with with the nightmare movie. So he's kind yeah. of a big actor with like mm-hmm. gay horror yeah. fans. Mm-hmm. Is he wearing that crazy hand, like leather cuff situation in the mall or just at the party? Do you know what I'm talking I about? I think it's just at the party. I don't know. Yeah. I don't you know what I'm talking about, right? I, I think, think it's just so. at the party. Yeah. But that thing I was fascinated with, whatever it was, there's yeah. like a, there's like a metal, like, ring on it and then like leather things that come out it's not a glove it's crazy i want Mm -hmm. it buy it for me i mean i may just be making this up but i want to say that we saw at a q a for that nightmare on elm doc that he and robert downey jr were roommates at the time i think and i think that's how he ended up reading for Nightmare was that Robert was going in and he went with him. Oh, uh, okay. I, read, I may, I I may be this just making up that story. I don't know. It was the last day of shooting for Weird Science. Oh, uh, okay. And Robert drove him to the audition. All right. Oh, okay. He booked it. All right. All right. Yeah, All sure. Right. So they cool. were they were best pals. I'm trying okay. to find that ring thing. I can't find it. Yeah, right. Um, but it's interesting that, like, Ian and Max... They're kind of more interested in just like hanging out with each other and goofing off. Yeah, like they're kind of like Deb, Deb and Hilly are their girlfriends. They're kind they're of like kind of they're like... they're cooler counterparts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. but it's what, like what they could be if they're corrupted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. But just kind of just as dorky. But I'm just saying they're they're less yeah. interested in hanging out. They have girlfriends. Mm-hmm. They have the life that Gary and Wyatt want, or that mostly Gary wants. But like they don't even give a shit about the girls they just kind of want to no. goof off with each other and like mm-hmm. then they see so then when they do see lisa and they ditch the girls 
walk the wrong way up an escalator to chase her. Like, what is their end game? Like, we're both going to get this girl mm-hmm. and just, like, Eiffel Tower her? Like, I don't... I, Yeah. <laughs> I think that they were going to Eiffel yeah. Tower. I think <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> Another French technique. Hey, hello. The, those, those frogs, they know what's up. <laughs> Sorry, French listeners. Um, yeah, I always found that interesting that the two of them were just like, we have to get this girl. Like, let's go find her together. And then... Yeah, and that's sort of a new uh, concept for, you know, 10-year-old kids watching. Yeah, this yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, more than one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I get, but you know, I, but I... It would have been the same with Gary and Wyatt somehow. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Yeah. But to me, in my head, yeah, it was just like, well, she's just so pretty that boys just are chasing her and are obsessed with her. And it doesn't matter that they both want, you know, I just, I don't know. I just justified it in my head as a kid. So it wasn't too like, it didn't warp me any more than any of the other concepts in this movie. But um, I loved when, you know, when they do chase her out of the mall and they get in the, in the tiny Porsche She's just like, we're having a party. You know, you can look up Wyatt in the school directory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was thinking, like, do they have that? Yeah. God, I hope that, they don't have that. Is that a thing? Everybody's Nobody phone number and address? Me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. 80s having a school directory. Yeah. I love that shot of Wyatt, like, crammed in the backseat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they pull up. It just doesn't fit. <laughs> um, and their clothes have slurpy stains all over them. They're like all pink now. Maybe they go to a private school or it's like some sort of mm-hmm. really privileged. I don't know what. I guess Shermer High would be yeah. a, city, a city school. but A little bit more fancy. Because, yeah, but I went to private school. We didn't have a directory. I don't know. So this is where they – this is where Lisa goes over before the party. Mm-hmm. She goes over to um, – Gary's parents. Gary's parents' house. Yeah. And this this costume chain, she's wearing the studded punk motorcycle jacket with kind of a with ribbed this... shirt skirt with leggings, which is very cool. It reminds me of the costume that uh, Marilyn Vance did for Vivian in, in Pretty Well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. it's like layered skirt over yeah. leggings. Um, the jacket that she's wearing has like an Ace of Spades situation on the <clears throat> back, like studded. It's not studded like biker studs. It's like dangly things. It's crazy. It's really good. And the yeah. way she's sort of crammed in with her feet up on the coffee table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it really she it shows the whole costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting there. And the fact I... that dad stays just pissed instead of... <laughs> <laughs> He's so pissed. I think, I think this is Kelly's best scene of the well, entire movie. The fact movie that too. it starts oh, off man. with her behind the bar, yeah, just like <laughs> helping herself to like a beer, a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and she just walks over and sits down, just like so casual in their rumpus room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, gotta be a converted garage or yeah. Something well, like, like one one wall was like cinder blocks. Mm-hmm. And then one wall was like wood paneling. So I'm like, yeah, I guess it's the basement. Yeah, this rumpus room. Um, before they get there, she's convincing Wyatt to have the party. And they walk from one room to the other and her outfit changes without yeah. us seeing yes. it. Mm-hmm. 
And she's also doing this very bewitched pointing at the lights and mm-hmm. turning them on and off. And I was obsessed with that as a kid. I mean, they that use was, it. I was well, like, she's just a witch. Now she's a witch. Now she just like. And I like that they use it sparingly. Yeah. That she doesn't do it a lot. But yeah. when they do do moments yeah. like this, it's super effective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like with totally. Gary and Wyatt's parents, she doesn't like mesmerize them. She pulls a gun on <laughs> Yeah. Also, well, it was I, the 80s. I guess, yep. she, I mm-hmm. guess she does mesmerize them later on because the dad forgets. That's <laughs> true. Who the hell is Gary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and his, his mom, she's done a couple other things, too. She's yeah, the mom looked into, familiar. I can't remember where I've seen her. I thought she was Carol on The Walking Dead for um, uh, the first season that she was on. I was thinking, how old is that? <laughs> but it's not the same. <laughs> not the same woman. Mm-hmm. I do remember from my uh, taped from the television version, she says, you're out of shape. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> and, in the, and in my tape, she said, I'll kick your can. Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> that. You're out of shape. I'll kick your can. And I was like, I'll kick your can. But you totally <laughs> believe it. Yeah, I, yeah. She, I don't know how tall Kelly LeBrock is. Not every – nobody in this movie is particularly tall. No. So um, – but she – in those heels, she definitely does mm-hmm. look like she could take him out. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, he should have pressed the point. <laughs> and then just, I feel like there was something about Gary tossing off. I think they might have cropped it so you don't see him making like the jerk off like motions with his hands. Oh, on TV, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Never, I never tossed off to anything. Oh, Gary! <laughs> and when he goes to the double. Yeah, the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, man. So good. I'm taking Gary to a party. Over my dead body. He's a good kid. He studies hard. You've got no complaints. If anybody should be bitching, it should be Gary. You ever compliment him on his grades? You ever compliment him on anything? Hey! Hey! Look, look. Compliments embarrass me. You know. Dad, you know. Shut up! Have you ever wondered how sad it is that your son's only sexual outlet is tossing off to magazines in the bathroom? Oh, Gary! Ma, I never tossed off to anything! You told me you were combing your hair! I was! I was! Mom, Mom, shut up! I never got the water's running all day! I never shut up! But yeah, this gun that she pulls out, it's kind of wild. That's yeah. something you probably would, nope. <laughs> wouldn't get today. But, you know, hey, it's a squirt gun. It's got water in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, her her monologue about uh uh Gary being a good about kid. About Gary being a good kid. Yeah. It's a it's a it, it's a nice moment of Lisa's performance. Totally. Mm-hmm. But it's all it's really funny, good. too, when she's explaining the party and she's like, I'm not talking about candle wax on their nipples. <laughs> so witchcraft. Funny. And witchcraft. Yeah, she says witchcraft. That's so good. I'm just like, ah, oh, that's so fucking funny. I mean, it's such a bummer that, I mean, Hollywood is that sexist and they don't know what to do with yeah. a model, an actress like Kelly that she couldn't yeah. really follow this movie up with anything. Like oh, you can't yeah. like clearly she's a good actress, but they just she's, didn't yeah, ever know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. She's so I mean, good in this. Maybe, I was I mean, shocked. 
Yeah, how much it stands up. Maybe after maybe after she got married to Steven Seagal, she was like, "All right, man." What was her movie? Can, now it can retire. What was her movie with Steven Seagal? It was. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know. We're gonna look that one up. Get me um, out of here. <laughs> hard to kill. Oh, okay. She's oh, in hard yeah. to kill. Interesting. You know, when they're in the mall and she's like, "We're having a party tonight. Look us up." I was just like, "The party's pretty much that's it." Like after the party, it pretty much ends. Yeah, we're only halfway through this movie, but the party's a big. There's a lot of business happening at this going party. Going on, on yep. at the party, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. Um, her party look is it is a silver sparkling leopard print party dress with I'm the back sh- is open down like to her ass. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. if it's yeah. one piece or if it's two. I, I feel think like it, it's a dress. I think it's like there's you like don't, a skirt. You don't see her legs. I yeah. think it's just like a scoochie right above. Okay, the knee. sure. I think mm-hmm. it just goes right to her knee because when you see the back, it's cut really low. And yeah, I don't know. In my brain, it's. I think maybe you see her when they forget to hook up the doll and the and the missile shows up, mm-hmm. or right before yeah. the missile shows she up. Forgot to hook up the doll. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I like this uh, party. This fabulous party hostess look, and she's walking around with past hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, caviar. <laughs> to, to high school kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, she does. Is it irresponsible for Lisa to have like a full bar with a bartender at this party? I don't know. For 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 teenagers, there was so much underage drinking depicted back then. Yeah, yeah, that's true. An expect. I think it was an ex- expectation. It wasn't even something you had to encourage. Yeah, yeah. It was just. I mean, come on, look at um, generations before that. My parents, yeah, yeah. I know they drank yeah, when yeah. they were teenagers. Cause and they told smoking. Me they yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I feel like the party in 16 Candles, like, crazier. It really hits home the underage drinking in that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this, I love when they just open the door and everybody's, she just says, Hi. <laughs> everybody's so just good. waiting yeah yeah um but yeah the just the, but, the chaos is, of did the party. she did she compel them to all show up yeah at the exact same time yeah because that's the other that's thing. another like it's not nobody's trickling into the party mm-hmm. it's not a dud it's everybody is here now yeah. everybody and comes at once i think that mm-hmm. She makes that happen. She had she had to have because there's no other yeah. way that word would have even gotten out fast enough. The only the people happening. that we see late are Wyatt's actual friends. Yeah, in the TV version, and Ian and Max. Yeah, they're the only yeah. ones that show up late. Yeah, to make a to make a an entrance, right. and they proceed to make fools of themselves with the with the bartender. <laughs> yeah. Now is the bartender from the club? Yeah, he's, okay. he's in the club. He's mm-hmm. in the he's in the at the table when they're sitting around talking. Yeah, he's the one that offers Gary the drink first time. Oh yeah, slaps the bottle in front of him. Does it is the it, blind is, dog burp or whatever they call it? Yeah, <laughs> is that the one where he, Gary says, "Called her every night, every damn night <laughs> on the telephone." <laughs> Your girl in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, I love the idea of a girl of having a girlfriend in Canada. That is that very just like Midwest. It's it's like believable that you have a mm-hmm. girlfriend that you met. John Cusack just... talks about Farmer Ted's girlfriend in Canada too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Sixteen Candles, <laughs> Farmer Ted. 
Scott, did you get that picture I texted you? I did. That was my senior year. That's oh, how much of a like, child. You look oh like you could. God. You, you wow. look like you could fit in with these two in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this this was like I was just waiting for my moment when <laughs> something would come. Like obviously, it happened for those two guys. Oh man, it could I happen for me too. too. <laughs> <laughs> but. So that when the boys really get start to get corrupted, it's when they just kind of like have this conversation with Ian and Max, though. Yeah, that's when I'm just like, oh, what's going on here? But mm-hmm. they learn their lesson. Yeah, they just had to be cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They don't agree to uh, give up her agency or anything like that. They mm-hmm. just go, oh, we'll just do a couple tweaks. Yeah, because yeah. she's not real, right? There, there's an ethical sort of dilemma there. Yeah, yeah, true. The um the the montage of everything going wacky because of, you know, them doing this procedure again is uh crazy. It's insane. The yeah. shot of that that girl at the piano. That, I mean, that's also one of those those scenes that you're like, "Oh yeah, this movie was made gratuitous. This movie was made in a very different time in Hollywood." Mm-hmm. That sh- that sh- she's a playmate, right? I think she was a Playboy model. I think so. Yeah, she yeah. was in Joysticks. Oh my too, god! And uh, she was in a few of those. Oh man, is she actually playing the piano? Maybe. <laughs> the Blue Kitchen, I loved. I thought that was such a great effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I did. I thought it was always got turned into a hospital ward or something, but <laughs> I guess it's yeah. just blue. <laughs> it's just blue, yeah. Yeah. Because all their clothes are blue, but they also yeah. look like they could be scrubs, too. You're right. I guess it's, it's such yeah, an interesting and, idea. Uh-huh. And the one girl is wearing the cap that looks like. It could oh, be. yeah. Is it almost like a beret that kind of looks like it could be like yeah. a. <laughs> a scrub. But that was just yeah. me being unsophisticated back then, so. <laughs> It's just blue. Yeah, yeah. The one guy gets trapped in the TV, very like Twilight Zone the movie. Mm-hmm. That kind of scared me because Twilight Zone the movie uh, scarred me for life. Oh, yeah. That was um, terrifying. Yeah. That the ones. Yeah, the one scene with the kid who, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Whose section of the movie is that? That is Joe Dante. Okay, yeah. That the, figures. And the creature on the plane, the wing of the plane, too, Dan Aykroyd section that was really oh my god yeah that's the george miller segment yeah yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely speaking of george miller i mean yeah i mean we have to say what a segue i mean john hughes wanted the guy from mad max it's mad max 2 right or is mad max 1 it's 2 it's road warrior he wanted the guy from mad max 2 and they got him pretty i mean same exact character but they didn't get his platinum blonde Twink on the yeah. back of his motorcycle. They I got think, the girl. I think that's from Mad Max One. No, that's from Two. It's two. That's okay, Warrior. never mind. Yeah. I'm confusing them. Yeah. Those two movies blur together a lot. Like I think of elements from Mad Max Two that sure. I think are in Mad Max One, but yeah, they're two. If you rewatch them, that will never happen again because they are very different. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Vernon Vernon Wells. At this point in my life, he was the bad guy from Commando. Yeah. Which, I think Commando mm, came after this. After, but. yeah. Um, after. And it makes sense because this casting woman uh, went on to do all of those Schwarzenegger movies. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which brings us back to Commando, Alyssa Milano, Samantha. Samantha. Uh, <laughs> we did it. We did um, it. Full circle. Full circle. See you next week, everybody. 
<laughs> who's the um who's the the really tall looking guy from the Hills Have Eyes? The Hills Have Eyes guy. Yeah, oh, the, the Hills Have Eyes guy. Yep. Yeah. John Barry. It's not John Barry. No, not it's, John uh, Barryman. I have uh, Barry Barryman. But yeah, um, I always. This scene was always very interesting to me. Um, as a kid, I was just like, "What is going on? Who are these weird people?" Then, kind of uh, seeing Mad Max later on, I feel I feel like I saw the, the movies out of order. I yeah. saw. Um, well, that that was a symptom of the era. Like now, everything's oh, on demand. Yeah, you see things out of order because they're on. And Whenever, then, yeah, I saw yeah, it when I saw yeah. it. I think yeah. that I probably saw Beyond the Thunderdome first first <laughs> before I saw any. Any other Mad yeah. Max movies. But, I mean, I had seen Weird Science before I saw Road Warrior. So I was just mm-hmm. like, who are these weird people? Why do they look like that? Michael Berryman is credited as mutant biker. Um, teacher. Teacher, yeah. <laughs> my teaching job. <laughs> so yeah. good. Yeah, but it's just Lisa's just like, they need to they need to understand something. They need to learn some kind of a lesson. I think that they're just like proving themselves. They're like they're they're standing up for themselves. Yeah. yeah. When these bikers I, come into their party. Watching it now, I feel like they figure it out when sure. he's obviously telling everyone things that they couldn't possibly know that oh okay, Lisa's doing this. So we can't get hurt at this point. So we'll okay, just stand yeah, up yeah. to them. But the gun is the surprise. Right, right. Gary mm-hmm. has a, a magnum. <laughs> <laughs> Just waving it around and everybody and everybody ducking. I always thought that was really funny. Good. There's a good big little, uh, little piece. There's a tiny little dollop of red fingernail polish on the sight of the gun when he's putting oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you can see it in HD. So what does um, that mean? Uh, I'm thinking at the time they thought nobody would notice it, and this is how you know that this is not the real gun. Oh, got it. Okay. This is the oh, sure. gun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, in, when it's pointing toward camera, you don't see anything, but it's on the back of the site. Okay. So, uh, it just, I saw that and I wondered, huh, that's a very real red dollop of color there. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I remember, like I said, I remember Vernon Wells from Commando. That, s- side note, Commando is fucking wild yeah commando's off the <laughs> off the hook it it's insane i need to in- watch it mm-hmm. insane. commando is almost like if you were to make a parody of an 80s action movie you would get commando it's it's mcbain it mm-hmm. is mcbain level totally. of of j- disregard for human life arnold arnold <laughs> like uh lift like deadlifting these trees at the beginning yeah <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous it's still great, though. <laughs> it's got Radon Chong and the Sherman Oaks Galleria. What else mm-hmm. do you need? It's got my name in it. What's the matter, Dylan? Pushing too many pencils? <laughs> There's a whole... What's the matter, Dylan? Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Just, I was, I'm never never used to hearing my name growing up as a kid. Sure, okay, you know? yeah. It was yeah. pretty rare at the time. Yeah. And then, until okay. oh, until 90210 came out. Exactly. Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Then everything oh, changed for me. Oh man! Uh, but also speaking of speaking of names in Commando, Schwarzenegger's character's name is John Matrix, <laughs> <laughs> and it was at that time where they're just like, sure, this clearly Austrian immigrant can be a 
a, a U.S. special forces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? He can, be, he can be anything. Career U.S. military <laughs> special forces as agent. Why not? It's sort of a divergence where I'm I'm impressed with how the how good the acting and directing is with Weird Science, mm-hmm. and then blockbusters were the opposite of that. Right. Scripts mm-hmm. were terrible. Didn't care, yeah. It didn't have to be that. And I feel like John Hughes sort of w- went that direction eventually. Like, scripts were getting oh, sure. poor. Because mm-hmm. they didn't have to be good. Yeah. They were just getting a tentpole summer thing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Well, like you said, a lot of the, like the acting in this movie, the comedy, uh, some of it's better than it needs to be yeah like kelly lebrock is way better than she needs to be like it's so you know oh yeah i mean do you think just at the time that john hughes was that big that all when all of these actors showed up they were kind of like we can't phone in these performances <laughs> for john when he's directing this movie yeah possibly mm-hmm. um so talked a little bit about it at the beginning um i guess the story goes that anthony michael hall turned down Ducky. What? And, wow. Yeah. Because he just thought, I I did that mm-hmm. with Farmer Ted a year and a half ago. Oh, man. Wow. So I'm just not going to do this. Probably took, like, Johnny Be Good or something instead. I think that oh, he's talked about it on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. Oh, okay. Was their big falling out. But, yeah, he said mm-hmm. his relationship with John Hughes was really never the same for years after that. I mean, when you look at Anthony Michael Hall's filmography in the mid-80s, should he have taken Pretty in Pink? Probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, wait, what was the falling out? The fact that he wouldn't take... The fact that he turned it down and that John Hughes just, oh. just kind of got pissed off at him. Wow. Took it really personal. I've... Yeah. I've heard that John Hughes is, gets a little Yeah, dusty. like, I mean, there's kind of stories about Anecdotal. that with him and Molly Ringwald, yeah. you know? So it's kind of unfortunate. And also because I guess there's also anecdotal stories about him just playing favorites with those two specifically. Yeah. And, you know, people on set saying that he, in the making of Weird Science even, that he was so, like... um on such good terms with Anthony Michael Hall that he kind of ignored Elon in like directing that he is was there a like, making of weird, weird science. There's a lot of interviews. There's some interviews. Well, uh, there's, there's yeah. some interviews on the new arrow there's a lot video. Of there's the like arrow, a, yeah. there's a making of doc from like 2007. And then they have some new arrow video stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the interview oh, okay. with the casting, uh, the woman that casted this movie, and then she later did, like, Commando mm-hmm. and stuff. She talks about casting all of the early John Hughes movies. So that mm. that part's really good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting because John Hughes just said, you know, we know he had this not fascination with, but it's like he kind of built his early career on writing these movies for young people, you know, and then just kind of, like, taking these actors kind of under his wing and having this, like, repertoire, you know, company of of actors or whatever but then yeah it seems like if they didn't really kind of stay in line then he was just like all right get the hell out of here i think photos of john hughes are really interesting at this time because it's kind of this man in his late 30s dressing like he's one of the cool kids so it's like is he just does he just always trying to become 
one of the popular kids. And he looks he that looks like nerdy. that like ignored him when he was a kid. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I I have like no business kind of making any of yeah, those. Yeah, we have no idea. But, yeah, and mm-hmm. we we don't want to speak ill of the dead. Yeah, they have spooky powers. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, this is all anecdotal, like we Witchcraft. said. Witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but does Lisa have any more costume changes? Um, so right after the party hosting uh, one, she changes into like a white linen look, and you noticed her wearing the swatches. So I guess this is sort of Lisa. A oh, this little, is the next morning. This is the next morning. So I guess this is sort of Lisa stripped down yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because um, her hair goes gets to, when she meets uh, Gary's parents, her hair is teased up and huge. And then throughout the party, and then later on, it's just a little bit more like. I guess it's sort of reflecting on the crazy night before. So they strip down this character a little a little bit in the wardrobe. So mm-hmm. she's just wearing some like white linens. Sure, sure. Um, and this is right around the time when we get Chet, the Chet monster, mm-hmm. the Chet like creature. <laughs> Oh yeah. What what is that? So gross. It's so gross. It's awful. It's really but even good. but even in that, Bill Paxton's doing a lot of good stuff with his voice acting. Mm-hmm. Like it's still funny. Like he's still doing like, I, really I read that he tried to be in the suit, but he oh, didn't take it. Oh the, no. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's short. It's not like tall, so he would have had to have been like oh. hunched down or down in his yeah, haunches or something. Th- there had to be a hole in the floor or something. That, that yeah, house yeah. Was all a build. Yeah, so, yeah. true. Um, I'm sure there was accommodation for him, but yeah, uh, yeah, really good. <laughs> and it's got the flat top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's got the flat top built in. It's got like nodules all over it. it just looks like a big gross ball sack. It's <laughs> totally. Oh, <laughs> it's <yeah>. awful. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a giant ball sack made out of basketball leather. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All the sort of yeah, the bumps, the texturing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so gross. But it's like sickly green. It's awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Lisa, for you know, kind of tells him to like mend his ways. Yeah, the <laughs> the couples. <laughs> the way they just kind of profess their love for each other. Yeah. I know. There's like full like I love yous in this movie. I'm just like, all right, kids. Like, let, let's put the brakes on a little bit. Yeah. Can't we like date for a few months? <laughs> I love you. Yeah. His voice His changing. Voice is crazy. It's so funny. <laughs> I love you. <It's laughs> and they do a lot of screaming in this movie. And oh yeah, like, and Wyatt's like scream his little like his little voice. It just cracks me up. Yeah, uh, I, I wonder if they're egging each other on doing that. They, they seem to be pretty good friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. they seem like real friends in the in the movie. So. Yeah. Um, this last this last like car chase. Did we need it? Probably not. But this is when you get a good scope of the fucking loaded neighborhood that they shot these movies in. You're like yeah. looking at these houses. It is it, I think it's an L.A. I think it's an L.A. County. Oh, interesting. Uh, I just thought this was like a fancy suburb. Them, okay. Well, okay. I think it's supposed to be, but I, I'm pretty sure it's it's L.A. County seal on the side of that. Yeah. Is it like a Ferris Bueller thing Probably of right. that? The Ferris Bueller house is in like Huntington Beach or something. I think yeah, so. Maybe. Yeah. Um, 
There was a Chicago unit, but there was another thing that I think was Los Angeles, and I'm trying to remember what it what mm. what it was now. But you can now see some backlot shots of the mall of stuff blowing up that you can tell that they shot that on the backlot at Universal. I think it's uh, when she first takes them out in the car. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's okay. some backlot stuff. Interesting. Well. Yeah, I feel like the last little car chase. I'm like, all right, we don't, we don't need it. We don't need all this. But, it's but cute. It, he does, d- it does let us uh, get the reaction from Gary's dad mm-hmm. because he he's <laughs> skids out right in front of his dad's car. And it's clearly not Anthony Michael Hall no. driving it. No, it looks like Big Bird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really a little, little too there. tall. A little too tall. Blonde, blonde actor. Yeah. Yeah. Who the hell Follow is Gary? That bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming when uh when Lisa finally does leave that Gary's dad gets his his memories of Gary back. I hope oh, so. Oh yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. hope so at least. <laughs> but um yeah, I guess it's kind of funny that Gary does just doesn't know how to drive this Ferrari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Ferrari? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, now now there's a now there's a Ferrari that wasn't there before. So now that uh Lisa has taught them all of their valuable life lessons. They're goodbye to Lisa. She's wearing this like executive realness, demure <laughs> woman of the eighties, and there's like a beautiful sparkling brooch with it. Oh yeah, it's a mm-hmm. big brooch on the back. Of, yeah, on the back. Yeah, this is a good final look when she when she says her goodbyes. Mm-hmm. It's it's sad. Yeah, it's very bittersweet. I don't, it's very sad. It's a little Mary Poppins leaving though. Yeah, like. The wind's changing, so Lisa has to leave them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go fly a kite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I do I do like that we get the little button on the end of, so of Lisa. The button on the end was a reshoot <laughs> that I think that they may have tested this movie, and it probably did well. But I think the ending had notes of that we need another end with Lisa. Sure. Of, Kind of like one last gag, one last reveal, and it's her being the gym teacher. And if that were today, that would have sparked the weird science cinematic universe. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been post credits, the uh, or at least mid credits. Yeah, the gym, the gym teacher scene. I want to even say <laughs> them being depantsed in the gym was also a part of the reshoot. Probably that they added that on later. Set. Yeah, mm-hmm. the only times they were they were there. So it might have been. Yeah. But yeah, I like that, like, just sort of Lisa as this entity that comes and goes and teaches horny teenage boys <laughs> valuable life lessons. <laughs> but is it a thing when, like, those students talk about, like, being in gym class, the other teachers are like, there's no gym class at. <laughs> yeah. At twelve right, fifteen, yeah. <laughs> although I don't like, maybe Lisa's just fully on payroll and is like having her cup of coffee in the teacher's lounge. I don't know. Could make it happen. There's, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no reason to think that she, her power is gone and she has to just disappear into the void. Yeah, she's an entity now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's fun about this movie is that it's so crazy that I guess that anything's possible with yeah. Lisa around. Yeah. So you don't really. You don't really question the logic of a lot of this stuff. Yeah, totally. I do. I do love now this this like Mary Poppins idea that mm-hmm. that I've that I've been introduced to. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that from now on. That, that Lisa's there to like teach these boys and all uh, all the other boys of Shermer High School. 
<laughs> some life lessons about showering with with older women. <laughs> How to shower with with early twenties model. Yeah. You two better loosen up. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, like I mentioned before at the top of the show, just kind of a really fun movie from the 80s that, like, us as the gays and, like, straights can all bond over. Just because this movie's so ridiculous. You have somebody so fierce as its center, like, head bitch in charge. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just unfortunate, like you said, that she didn't really go on to do too mm-hmm. much. But it's like we have this role. We have this character. She's great in it. Um, it's, it's it's Kelly – She's, she's bringing she's she's bringing the looks in yeah, this movie. Yeah. She like turns out some very iconic co- uh, yeah. costume choices. But we were at uh, the Americana and um, killing time before a movie, and we saw the Arrow Video Steelbook of this. I think we're at Barnes and Noble. At Barnes and Noble, yeah. And I was like, twenty dollars, eh? I need this. <laughs> I need this. Worth it. It's worth it. It's got a lot of it's got got a lot of supplemental stuff on there. Got it. It has the freaking uh, televised version and those scenes that I was just like missing all these oh, man, years. I so I finally got finally got to see him again. So I was so excited. I was like, I have to buy this. So great. So great. And yeah, it's like aside from a couple of things in the bar. <laughs> yeah, like we mentioned before, for very much part. a movie of its time, but I yeah. feel like if you probably sliced numerous moments of this movie, it would still work today. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In like, I don't know, in sort of a flashback to the 80s sort of way. I mean, I don't think really movies like this are even made anymore by major <laughs> studios. Was was yeah, there ever... Uh, well, unless you're Dan Schneider... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you don't really sexualize the, uh, <laughs> the 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 pre the teenagers that yeah uh, that, was... uh, what what his feet feet of the thing that Schneider does oh no which reminds me wasn't uh, Deb on head of the class with Dan Schneider <gasps> was Dan Schneider on head of the class yeah oh geez he was Dennis Blunden oh what. Yeah, he was he was on that That's show. That's the same guy. After he did, after he did, Better Off Dead. Oh he my was god! The, he was, she was yeah. The street. Uh-huh. I forget that Suzanne Schneider was on uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I loved that movie as a kid. That is oh a good my one. god! Wow. Okay, man, that's all. Like, yeah, I mean, I remember the uh, uh, Ricky he, Ricky Smith. He sits in his room crocheting all day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Better Off Dead more than Scott. Yeah. I I can watch it anytime Scott can. I uh, yeah, I still love Better Off Dead. Skip, skip it. I just <laughs> like how to pick up trashy women. How to pick up trashy women. <laughs> Badger, <laughs> the younger brother. <laughs> oh man, the mom is great. David Ogden Sires great. I want my $2. Come on, it's a classic. <laughs> that house is in Glendale, by the way. Oh, okay. I did a Kodak infomercial there That's back funny. in like 98 and I was, we shot there for two days and the second day the kid told me that this was the house from better off dead. And I freaked the <laughs> fuck out. I had been, I, it was my second day. It was my third day there, second day shooting. And he told, 
his parents were freaking out. And I was like, wow, man, your parents are kind of pissed. And he said, yeah. yeah, we've had filming here before. And I just said, what was it? He said, better off dead. And I had a moment. Like, oh I gosh. walked out, turned around, looked, looked at, at the house. house. <laughs> I saw where his Camaro was sitting in the yeah, driveway. Yeah. Freaked out. That was one of the best days of my life. You you immediately got a newspaper and threw it through the glass in one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the garage. Exactly. Yeah, I was, throwing, I was throwing oranges at the stop sign or whatever. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Next stop, Daja Stadium. I need to revisit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great movie. You should revisit it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, Weird Science, man. Such it a holds fun up. Movie. It's still pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned before, very uh, moments that were of the time of making yeah. a comedy of the yeah. 80s. But I mean. So don't at us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, great movie. Dylan. Thank- yourself. Yeah. But. But thank you so much for coming on, man. This was really fun. Keep up with you. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorite movies. Oh, love it. uh, Yeah. Growing up, and I still enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. We just watched it uh, last night. Or this morning. No, we watched it this morning. This was a a pretty... Holds up. um, Fresh in our brain. Fresh in our brain revisit to recording the episode. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you've had several uh, Batman episodes. We've now got Weird Science under our belt, so we... Always invitations open for another movie, so come on back. Where did you fall in the new Batman? Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought it was, it was a lot of fun, too. I thought mm-hmm. it was great. Robert Pattinson can do anything. He can yeah. play a weirdo character. He can play <laughs> a handsome man. He can play yep. he can play Bruce Wayne in Batman. I, he, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Totally. I, don't, I don't complain when I see him in things, ever. He's, nice. he's great. Agreed. Pete, watch Batman, Pete uh, walked out to use the bathroom in like the best scene of the entire movie. It was the scene at the funeral where you see the car like, oh. like, like crash into the funeral. Yes, that was good. Mm-hmm. Pattinson's great. I loved it. More, more, please. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more. Brand new, brand new franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, until we have you on again, man, thank you so much for coming on. And we're going to say a goodbye. See you later. For the recording. So, good night. Bye, Dawn. Yeah. So, yeah. Au revoir, Pee Wee. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah, fun episode. Yes, indeed. We love weird science. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Um, <clears throat> we are. Uh, let's see, coming up on one fifty. Yeah, it's coming up soon. Oh my goodness, Can't we're coming it. up on our last episode that we're going to record in this apartment. Yes, indeed. We'll be M T M U G headquarters. Will be uh, will be moving, moving pretty moving pretty soon. More into L A. Yes, indeed. Which will be so, exciting. It'll be a take a Pasadena. a new recording space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still our apartment, but a new apartment. But um, until then, until that time, uh, we're going to wrap this one up with some so, Patreon shoutouts. Yeah, Patreon yeah. shoutouts. <laughs> So we'd like to say hello and thank you to Ted, Benny, Jermel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Layton, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Joshua, Emily, Millie, Aaron, Melinda, Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you so much for being mm-hmm. patrons, everybody. Yeah. Head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for all of our supplemental content. 
Yeah, you'll get stuff like the watch with us commentaries, mm-hmm. some photos that I post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seasonal playlists, mm-hmm. behind the scene photos, postcards, a lot of supplemental material. So head over there. We have some fun videos during the holidays. Um, just some uh, behind the curtain, peek behind the curtain. So yeah. yeah, head over there and check that out. And uh, thank you very, very much for contributing. It helps us oh so very much. Um, you can also uh, rate and review. Give on us five stars. Apple yeah, podcasts. If you listen to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can give us five mm-hmm. stars. And if you write us a review, we will read it. On the air? Absolutely. Yeah. We'll read it on an episode. We'd love to read them. Mm-hmm. So head over and do that. You can follow us on any and all social media platform that you are on. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. And on Twitter at MTMUGpod. Yes, indeed. Uh, if you want to follow our personal accounts, feel very free. My name is Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on Instagram and uh, Twitter. I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram, and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. So head over there and do all that fun stuff right now. But until then, uh, thanks for listening one more time, and we will see you next weekend. Bye. Bye.